And welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ Podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here with my partners, Jeremy Broen. He's Michael Sipes. I'm Jeremy Broen. Shane's here too. You can find me at Dynasty Madman on the Twitter box. Oh my God, we have nothing good to talk about today. Oh, don't say it's that. Don't say that. There's lots well, of good so things. First of all. And um, Shane Manila. <laughs> no Titans. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no Titans have actually died of COVID. So that's, you oh, know, that's I mean, if you want to look on the bright side. Optimism. So we, uh, you know, we delayed this show. So originally we were, you know, as usual, we were going to go like Wednesday. So at that point, I, I think um, it looked like the game was going to be rescheduled to like Monday or Tuesday. Like it was still kind of out there. So on the show sheet, I wrote up, ooh, Monday night or Tuesday night football. As a commissioner, by the way, Tuesday would have really sucked. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm really glad that it was not played on Tuesday. Yes. (laughs) So then, you know, the next day it was like, no, 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 it's going to be Monday night. And I'm like, all right, cool. It's going to be Monday night. And then uh, by the time we've got around to actually taping (laughs) the game, it's just there's just like, no, there's more. Two more of them got sick. Um, So, yeah, we're just not playing this week. These guys are on by. Yeah, um, and Eric Ebron was very upset about it. Like, I, he was bitching on Twitter about it. Like, and usually I don't really. I look football people to me, football players, whatever. They're real human beings. But um, <laughs> shut the f- up, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, you you he miss football. He's, he's bitching because uh, you know he's going to miss his son's birthday party because um, that's when it, it was scheduled for the bye, I guess, or something. Bitch, you know how much shit real people miss every day for jobs and everything else. Don't even give me that. Shut up. Yeah, or change um, the birthday party weekend. Yeah, oh, like, hold, wait, wait. You. Something just happened. <laughs> all of it, yeah, all I, heard the... Shane, I heard Shane say bitch and I showed up. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. That was the great cue. Thank you. Oh, Thank my, you Shane. It's so great, Katie, that you said it instead of me because I was thinking that. <laughs> It was right after he said that. He conjured, he conjured I, I was me gonna up. Say, like, I, I used, that was the magic word. Oh, my so God. You know, it, it was funny, Katie, before we started the show. Oh, by the way, everybody. Hey, Katie's here. Yo, what's Katie up? Katie <laughs> Thanks for joining us. I don't, yeah, I don't think hey, she no needs problem. an introduction at this point. She no, she doesn't. Toast. I'm family. All, all we have to do is say Katie. But before we started the show, Jeremy asked us, he goes, hey, guys, would you guys be upset if we had like a surprise guest come in and hang out with us and everything? And then I said, oh, do you mean Katie? And he spit his beer out. He was drinking. And he's... <laughs> that's alcohol abuse, man. But that's that that was my first thought. And Shane said that was his first thought when Jeremy said that uh, he was going to surprise us with somebody. Well, they knew. <laughs> I was just sitting here watching television and I was checking my Twitter messages and Jeremy had just sent me the message like two seconds before and he's like, what are you doing? It's like, uh, not much. <laughs> like, come on. I was like, okay. Neither, neither are we. So let's talk foosball. That's right. And even like foosball. when you, you do, when you're on much. a Friday show, you got to have Katie in, you know? Yeah. So we just went over the fact that, you know, COVID tried to kill the Titans. So there's no uh, <laughs> Titans versus Pittsburgh. And uh, well, I don't you know. know but... that's, that's how the movie originated. Remember the Titans? Remember yeah, the I mean, Titans? It was. <laughs> really? It was. I mean, yeah. we, we lost them to COVID during that big battle in 2020. Oh, no. I mean, it, that's what the movie was really all about. It's just, it was foreshadowing. You know, it is very interesting, though. You know, fortunately, it's only the one team. So it was really 
easy for the NFL. Well, I'm, I know you put up two fingers, but I'm saying it was easy for the NFL to reschedule one game. Yes, it was two teams, right. but it was easy That's to, convenient. yeah. So that worked out good for them. You know, if we go another week or two where there's multiple teams happening, that's when we get that cascading problem that we were talking about back in June and July, how everybody's going to handle it. And I'd like to know how they got it in the first place and spread it. I mean, with all the protocol that's in place, who was who was the one that got sloppy and are they going to be able to track that? And then will that person get fined? Guarantee like, it was a single guy with some uh, <laughs> external ladies, just like the basketball team. Yeah, no, like, it he, was not a dude and his wife. It was something I, like. I don't know, man. I'll just say this, and I, I don't want to put the school district out there and or the friend, but I had a friend of mine. He sent his kid to school for the first day. I think it was like last Wednesday or something or Tuesday. It was either that night or the next day he got a message from the school saying, oh, by the way, um, the kid that in class with your, you know, your kid has COVID um, or is a presumptive positive. So it's like, what the f you know what I mean? Like you do everything you're supposed to, but you know what I mean? That's like clearly it. these people sent their kid to school when it was definitely questionable if he had it. Um, it's just one of the things. And then look, honestly, like, you know, just thinking about it, like I have a slight cough and, uh, you know, I could be like, oh, maybe it's it, it, it could be COVID. You know, Are your kids just, okay? Quarantine? The kid, oh, I'm sorry. The end of that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the kids were fine. I'm sorry. I didn't care. Share me. That story. I'm sorry. I'm just relating it to football. Oh, yeah. No, no. All the children uh, were fine. For, I guess I should have mentioned that. For here in South Florida, we just got it thrown at us last week. Oh, by the way, we're jumping all the way to phase three and we're opening everything, you know. Um, but oh, full gate? Uh, like all the kids are going to school? Well, but floor? but the only, the only caveat for us, thankfully, is we get to make the choice whether we want them to go to school or not and so if you choose for them to stay home they don't have to but it's so stupid because if you go to school you have to sit at a laptop so it's no different you know so i i didn't want yeah. michael to go so he's obviously staying home but so our kids are doing like a, a split thing and i know this i mean this isn't the best topic to talk about no but, it's but so unique to all of us my kids are going thursday and friday so monday and tuesday they just have like you know um sort of independent learning wednesday they have some live stuff um when all the kids are home they have some live classrooms and some activities half the half the class goes monday tuesday my kids go thursday friday and and they love the days when they go but at least they have the classrooms cut in half so only half the kids are there every other desk every other seat on the bus you know they're they're trying to keep kids distanced and right. they have to wear their masks as soon as they get on the bus all through school until they get off but I mean, it's it is still half-assed. I mean, if you really wanted to keep the kids 100% safe, they don't they don't go to school. But they need to go to school. Well, they're not going to learn shit problem. from me. I, mean, I already maxed out on geometry with my 12 year old. I don't think I can help them any further. So here's the problem, though. I mean, so high school kids are high school kids. They're going to get high and make out and stuff in school. I mean, I assume that's what they're still doing these days, right? Sure. Okay. Um, and then the grades <laughs> below that, they're disgusting. Children are disgusting. Yeah, they don't animals. watch the animals. But yeah, they're basically wild animals that just fling their feces at each other. So they're definitely going to get it. But whatever. Listen, listen, but the way this gets tied into football is unlike some of those other sports the nfl is not in a bubble so when these players go home right. they're going home to their wives they're going home to their kids their wives may be working their kids may be in school so there's a lot of other ways that these players can get 
um, can contract it. So it's it's not as contained like some of the other sports. Fortunately, we've made it to week four where we have the first team that happened. But it's possible that this could be happening the next couple of weeks, every week. No, but my other point was, you know, if they're following the protocol, one guy gets it. How is everybody else getting it if they're observing social distancing and wearing their masks and doing, you know, cleaning everything and doing everything? That's kind of my point. Like, who brought it into the facility in the first place? And then how did it spread? And obviously, uh, you know, it takes some time. 14 days is a long time before you even know if you've got it or don't or whatever. But... Ultimately, there is no way to know exactly who did or how they did it or whatever. I mean, you still got coaches on the sidelines screaming at refs while they're pulling their mask down. You know, there, there's so yeah. many things that aren't exactly well, done the right like way. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. With their nose yeah. exposed and, you know. And the NFL threatened the coaches with uh, losing draft picks. So yeah, that's let, the new see. thing. I want to see in week four how, <laughs> how many guys uh, aren't out there with their masks on. Now, I don't know if they'll all go Andy Reid, you know. Uh, full face shield with the Just shield put a little on. Rain-X on that thing and you'd be fine. <laughs> he did you know, work that out after week after week one when he couldn't see he reads smart though because he's like look if i get this i don't want to spread this to patrick mahomes the best quarterback in the league <laughs> yeah, like exactly. no way like that's my that's my golden goose like he finally won me a super bowl made me look like a good coach there's no way i'm I getting know. this kid i am today. not going to sacrifice the sanctity of this team darwin thompson come here i'm going to give you the <laughs> talk uh, to you directly wait. All of a sudden, I saw you move, Shane, and I thought that was you, but there's somebody behind you. <laughs> I just saw oh, that there's somebody behind you. There's someone <laughs> behind me. Yeah, I've, got, I've got my children this weekend. Um, so we did end up going into Friday, which means we had football last night, which was a very interesting game. And uh, Yeah, I was going to say, if you could call it that. <laughs> hey, Sam Darnold still has it, though. He likes to run. Oh, that my God. That, that was a very nice beanie That was all... <laughs> King Sam Darnold, and I mean, they need to let him play like that because that's—I mean—that's what he brings to the table. He, he's always had that ability. Yeah, he fumbles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But don't take his freaking strength away. Don't you know? That's Samson. Don't cut his hair. They, oh, yeah. don't run! Don't run, Darnold. Just throw. Well, he's you know, tough too. He's a tough guy. He's like, and that's—that's that's how bad Adam Gase is. Um, <laughs> destroyed <laughs> Sam Darnold. Literally everyone forgot Sam Darnold like super mobile. Yeah. Because like Twitter blew up and like the Patreon group chat where you know everybody was like, oh my God, Sam Darnold has that in him. And it's like guys, you remember when he came was coming right. out of college they like forgot. that was one of his things. Oh, yeah. you know Sam what I mean? Darnold it's just... Lamar Jackson. Uh yeah. guys, he ran probably more than yeah. Jackson. Jackson wanted to be a pocket passer and he tried his best to pop, you know pass as much as possible. Darnold was never afraid of running until he got into the pros and they're trying to make him a pocket passer because he's this big dude but gase is never going to get the best out of him we know that everyone's talking about how gase is not going to be fired are you kidding me oh my god what has he done to keep the job the happiest day the happiest day down here as a dolphins fan was so awesome when he got fired and then he got hired by the jets and it was the second happiest day ever Double blessing. I like the interview with him today on NFL Network where he's like, no, I, I'm not going to get fired. Why should I get fired? I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm coaching the team. It's like, um, yeah, okay. If you can call it that. He's so, you know, we all have them. And just to, to, to put it in our context here, we all have this these guys or women in our leagues that are Adam Gases where they never change 
their process. Nothing ever changes where it goes, you know what? We are going to be a slow paced offense. Um, we're not going to, we're not going to play vertically. Um, we're going to, we're going to target the shit out of a slot receiver. Cause that's how you win Super Bowls, you know, but by the same token, same thing in dynasty, you know what I mean? We have the same, you know, same thing where it's like, I don't care if I keep failing at trading these picks i'm going to trade all these picks or i don't care if i'm going wait, to keep failing wait, at hoarding wait, every these listener picks. listen you just got an insight into the mind of shane he doesn't speak Ooh. for the whole podcast what he just said <laughs> is how he operates and that's what he means that's no no don't no, do my, that my point was that you need to adjust you need to adjust when you see things aren't working and you can't yes, just sir. assume every league is going to work the same like well I got a first for James Robinson in yeah. this league, so I should yeah. get a first in every league. Although I haven't actually seen James, a unicorn. I've seen more unicorns <laughs> yeah. than James Robinson profit, getting though. traded for first. At but. least profit. Make a profit. Don't don't take a loss. What is cool about what you just said, though, too, is to know your league mates. Because no matter what yeah. you say, there's plenty of league mates that are not going to change. No matter what, they will never change. So if you follow them and know them, you will be able to do trades or moves or whatever to beat them. So that that works. You know, Katie, we call you the diva of Devi. <laughs> I know, you know, uh, Jeremy said that and it's been awesome. But what do you think uh, about the Brett Rippian time last night <laughs> you yeah, know you, you is know that Brett was Rippey that like a one night thing and we're never going to see him again or what do you think i think drew lock is 50 50 is what they're saying and they can't wait to get him back uh ripping i mean he did all right he wasn't stinky horrible they uh-huh. won didn't they i mean he was better yeah, yeah, than yeah. Adam Pace. uh but Man. yeah he had that one <laughs> he had that like three series in a row with three interceptions in a row where it was just like, um, okay. really, yeah. like he, had, he had looked decent up until that point and he, you know, had some connections with Jerry Judy that were pretty exciting. Yeah, how beautiful was Jerry Judy just and he only had <laughs> two receptions on the night. Um, yeah, I don't know how yeah. many targets he had, but that touchdown, he just was... straight took that he defensive back that soul, ripped it out. And then just throw it to the ground. That was beautiful to see Jerry Judy do that, Katie. Because I remember you saying you're a Jerry Judy guy. I really like Jerry Judy a lot. I didn't get to watch the game as oh. uh, completely. I watched it with the volume off, but I was on uh, guest as a on a podcast last night, so I didn't get to watch it as closely as I normally would like to. But yeah. then again, it was the Jets and the Broncos, so yeah. I think that same. I exactly. I I got to see some, but I didn't, you know, have to have too much of the heartburn. Who saw the Jeff Smith oh, breakout coming, or even knew that he was a person? Yeah, well, a lot of people. Hey, we we found out in HQ one that he was a person because of all the problems that happened. You know, that is one thing that we didn't actually take into consideration: the fact that we have this new IR rule in the NFL because of uh, COVID and everything. It's like all of a sudden, like a couple hours before game time, uh, Jeff Smith, if that's his name, he got taken off of IR. So that kind of screwed up actually Larry Monkey in in our listener league because you know you, we didn't know that somebody can just be taken off off of ir right before the game right right. you know especially somebody that nobody's ever even heard of you know um but uh i wouldn't say no one i would just say probably one percent 80 percent of the dynasty community and i'd say that's generous you think 20 percent of the dynasty community knew who he was 
I think it, at there, best twenty percent of the dynasty community, no percent of the redraft community. I'm, I'm yeah, counting but, all the. I figure I'm maybe I'm high, but I think at least twenty percent playing deep Devi leagues. Okay, so but that's I, the only people I'm including. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Jets fans. I was like, there's no way there's twenty percent Jet fans. That's what I thought you were saying. I don't even know that the Jets have twenty percent fans. <laughs> that's what I, I was gonna say. Yeah. They don't have twenty percent of their own fans. But Jameson they, Crowder. They need. They need the cardboard cutouts in the stands just to fill out. <laughs> you know, so for them, this is a reprieve. Oh. Right. But yeah, Jeff, I, I mean, he looked like I didn't see a lot of, I, you know, I watched snippets here and there. Somehow I missed every one of his receptions. I don't know how when he had like nine. But from what I saw, he looks like a slot receiver. And they had Jamison Crowder, who's obviously a slot receiver. And then Braxton Berrios, who is also a slot receiver. So best I could tell, they have no outside receivers. And Chris Herndon. Still not getting the ball somehow. Nope. Ryan Griffin had a catch before Chris Herndon did. And I picked up that Lord, uh, that Cager guy, Lawrence Cager, like in almost every league. And I stuck him in in one of the leagues I had to. But he, then he got hurt. It's like he that team, hurt. everybody and keeps that was getting... Bad. Did you see that injury? Oh I did. The turf not... took him out. The turf took him out, you know? But not to be mean. Yeah, yeah. If someone had to be injured bad i'd rather be him than noah fant so from oh, what i understand noah oh. fant's gonna be okay right uh is he yes yeah carted off but apparently he's gonna be a-okay no uh but yeah i know you were probably really upset about fant what are they saying is it a long-term thing is it a short-term thing what are they saying last i saw Schefter tweeted out that he got a text that he's okay he got a text from noah fant <laughs> um, i'm gonna assume it wasn't from fant <laughs> but if it was <laughs> Um, I, think I don't it was think Drew he'd Locke. reveal that source. Oh, it was Drew Locke who did it? Drew Locke, yeah, because he has nothing to do except, you know, tweet while he's on the sideline. Okay, so... never mind. Because now the last report I'm seeing is that he's iffy and he might miss multiple weeks. I, that's what I thought um, I had yeah, heard, I that it was more than one. Yeah. Oh, no, Noah Fant. Yeah, Noah Fant iffy to play week five. It looks like he might miss multiple weeks. And then KJ, uh, Hamler. called him KJ Hamley. Hamler, yeah. Um, Hamler. Yeah, guess what? He's got again another hamstring injury. <laughs> it is amazing how many injuries. You know, Katie, we've talked about it the last couple of weeks, but uh, what is your thoughts on this about all these injuries that are happening every single week? Yeah, we thought it was going to be COVID, but it's yeah. I mean, so there's much. no preseason, so what do you expect? These teams didn't get a chance to hit. They were, you know, into the playbook and doing a lot of virtual things, yep. and there's no replication for the contact that you get in preseason games that get you ready and prepare you and you know plus there's at least two stadiums where the turf is just nasty (laughs) and it is and it's it's eating up a lot of people's you know acls and mcls and giving them injuries that i think are preventable uh when you, especially when you have more than one complaint it's a sticky surface and your cleats get stuck that's all it takes just one little jar and that's it Especially for someone coming back from an injury or who's been susceptible on an ordinary field, they're not going to have to worry. But on something like that, it's exacerbating. It isn't fair, really. It's honestly too bad. Yeah, it is. I mean, and you think that, I mean, not you think, but that could be why George Kittle didn't play last week. It's just they were like, you know what? It's not safe to throw him back out. Yeah, we're not going to put him in on this field. We'll wait till we get home and uh, we'll run him out there then. Um, I, I don't know about you guys, but just – and maybe it is the three-week IR thing when teams didn't have that option before, but I had a bitch of a time 
entering lineups this week. No, I, um, last week too, but this week was even worse. And the problem is the Thursday game because you have like four guys that you know are not going to play, likely are not going to play this weekend, but they're still yeah. questionable or doubtful. They're not exactly out or on IR. And then you have to cut players in order to submit your lineup on Thursday to get your Thursday players in. And then by the time Sunday rolls around, we saw this for the first three weeks, when Sunday rolls around, you're like, oh, I can add players. I have three bench spots now because I have players I can put the IR. And it benefits you not to have players to start. I had a couple teams where I did not have to start players on Thursday night. And and that helped me because I can wait till Saturday, Sunday to do the IR thing. It's been a bitch, man. It's been really hard to figure it out and i've cut good players not good players but players i don't want to cut yeah to make actually well, before we started going on to record right now in my home league i noticed i ended up having three players that were all out that weren't out last night when i was setting lineups but as of michael this morning thomas. yeah yeah michael thomas was one yes point. <laughs> you know i'm in a i'm in a 14 team super flex and two quarterbacks Ben Roethlisberger and Ryan Tannehill mm. out. I had to start Dwayne Haskins, and I don't have a second. Johnny <laughs> Smith, I don't. And and uh, so I'm starting one quarterback in a in a 14 team super flex. Johnny Smith, my top tight end, is out. Yep. I mean, just because of not having the game, this is their bye week. Yeah, it's like so, COVID. Yeah, because of the COVID. And anyway, it's it sucks, but thankfully that team wasn't looking very good this year anyway <laughs> but you know it even some of my my best teams it's it's like okay is Devonte adams going to play or not i can't really take that chance so i've got to start somebody thursday night as a just in case and yep. then and then you know have the flexibility for sunday and or monday and not have to and i think his game's on monday which makes monday it even night more, yeah yeah so so i it, decided it what it is it's going right. to be a crazy year. For everybody, I think it's an equalizer. I mean, we all face the same thing. So for the people that are extra whining about it, we're all kind of complaining <laughs> about it. It does. It's not ideal. But for the people yeah. who are whining about it, like they lost this week because of it, everybody literally is facing the same no. yeah. It's affecting us all equally. And, you know, one week here, one week there, whoever's missing out, they'll make up for it later. It's, it's probably not the point. The point is, though, this is a tough season as a fantasy owner to make do and, and manage your teams. It's, it really is. It's tough. You know, it, it puts you in a spot too, where look, yeah, I know we all like to turn the bottom of our rosters, but there's always a couple guys at the bottom. You're just like, I want to hold on to him. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Let me hold on to him. See if I know he's not going to do anything for the first four or five weeks, but let me just hold on to him. Cause I think if something breaks, right. A lot of those guys are the guys that are getting cut now because it's yeah. like, well, I could have 18 backup running backs, but then I can't start any wide receivers. <laughs> um, you know, and, and you know, I, I want to hold on to him for the entire year, but I can't. There's right. no taxi squad in this league or what in this league or whatever. But you you know, at some point, it's likely this player is going to be a, a valuable player, but not this year. So you have no choice but to cut him. It, it, it's worse for like my home league, which is a salary cap 
contract league, you know, because then you're you're looking at, OK, now I need to cut somebody that, you know, he's only a dollar for four years and he may do something. But shit, I need a starter this week, so I'm going to have to let him go and then I'll have to get a starter, you know. And and it just seems to be something that like Jeremy, you just said, it's not an individual problem. It's everybody's problem. So anybody that's like complaining about it, you know, everybody's dealing with the same thing. So and then you're going to have some of these people that are going to say this is an asterisk year like, oh, you won because of this. But you know what? So what if you win? Yeah, exactly. You win, you win. What's the difference? Yeah, You win, you win. It's still like the sort of war of of attrition, (laughs) honestly. This is the year, like we talked about before this season, to get rid of some of the questionable assets you have and get draft picks and just reload because everybody's sort of in the same boat this year. Like it's too, there's too many question marks. So why not? This would be the perfect year to sort of punt as long as you get value, future value, and it's soon, like, you know, next year, picks and whatever money for your uh, auctions. This is the perfect environment for that but you have to be careful you don't want to go out too far and you don't want to trade away something that might be an asset a big asset over the next couple years but you can really profit if you play it right if you play it smart because this year honestly i don't want to have this problem every week i'd like to trade away some of these guys like michael thomas some of the studs and 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 get some picks but the opposite the opposite of that is to sit back and let everybody else do that and then just win you know, yeah, if, if a lot scary. of people, if a lot of people are just going to punt, you know, screw it. I'll, I'll take the win this year. Yeah, and I'll, not everybody can go zero running back in a startup draft. Yeah, Somebody's exactly. Somebody's got to take the running back. <laughs> look, I'm fine with, I'm, look, to me, I haven't changed a lot as far as like, all right, I'm, I'm not, there's no league where I'm going, all right, I'm punting because of COVID. There's leagues yeah. that I'm going, oh shit, I built this team like trash. What? was i thinking i am totally not right like oh wait this you know like one of those theories where it's like no 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 i'll be fine going into the season with james o'shaughnessy and uh and uh robert tanyan smith at a tight end that'll be fine it'll work out you know what i mean where it's like you know in the off season you can kind of wrap your mind around seeing how that'll be okay and then the real season hits and you're like oh wait a minute i'm getting zero points out of that position every week this is probably not great so you know there's cases where i'm just punting because i'd punt anyway because i fucked up the team but I'm not punting because of COVID. Screw that. Yeah, no, it's only part no. of the equation, right? I will yeah. honestly because say, like Mike said, you know, you could decide. Let everyone else panic. Like, just remain calm. Let everyone else yeah, don't panic. panic don't panic. Sell. Be smart about it. Like, at least make a profit of some kind. But yeah, it, it might be the year to sort of move assets around if you're not in competition for the playoffs or whatever. And what's even worse right now is panic buying because yeah. you're losing all these players. And then you then you make it worse by exacerbating it by trading to try to tread water. And then the people that you just get, they may not be the greatest dynasty assets, but they're living, breathing humans right now. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they're alive, which is then, a positive. Right, but then all of a sudden they get injured or something happens, and now you're still trying to stay atop of this barge that's sinking and now you throw more assets and then all of a sudden you find yourself in a big hole uh, that you just can't get out of and those teams are likely to be orphaned so don't, <laughs> don't, don't panic buy don't panic sell just be patient it's going to be an up and down season it's going to be topsy turvy 
It's funny, you know. I stepped, I stepped on you, Shane, when you said, like Mike said, which was kind of cool. But, uh, but, but based on what Katie just said, I saw you, Shane. I saw you win Ripian on uh, waivers and then turn yeah. around and trade him to somebody for picks. I but saw you do that. <laughs> yeah, because there is absolutely no, <laughs> no, no universe in any of the multiverses where Brett Ripian is the long-term answer there. But you literally um, did it the same night you won him or, or the yes, next morning. <laughs> yeah, I won him and then someone reached out and they're like, uh, what do you want for Rippy? And I'm like, I'll take a third. Um, another league. I picked, him up, I picked him up for free in two Superflex leagues after waivers had been run. Oh, yeah. I had just dropped him. I owned him for like since he was drafted <laughs> in a couple leagues. And then because of this COVID and injury stuff. I actually cut him in a couple places, and then I'm like, oh, I'm like Homer Simpson. Do like, if you, <laughs> see, if you're not, because at least I could have done what Shane did and make some kind of a profit. Finally, I did the same thing with uh, Nick Mullins in another league, and Nick Mullins, I actually think, is a guy that you know, I think he's a free agent after this year that could end up could finding a, a job somewhere next yeah. year. So this was a little risky on my part, but I, I gave up Nick Mullins and uh, a, a third and a fourth for a second. Um, because I'm just like, look, yes, Nick Mullins could turn into something or he could just turn into yeah. Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph from last year. And, you know, I did the same thing with them last year. Like, and this is why, like, I never understand, like every time a quarterback goes down, you should be bidding as, as, as obviously not all your fab, but just bid and try to win yeah, those quarterbacks yeah. and then flip them in super flex. Because <laughs> you know, in super- valuable this year. We don't know. It's right. possible. And then you can flip them like you did. Now Mullins is clearly better than the two guys you named, but still like it, you don't know if he's ever going to be a starter. People I mean, think flip so him immediately, like, but flip them immediately. Like, like Jeff Driscoll, if I could have flipped him, <laughs> unfortunately, you know, I didn't. And then now he's useless. Yeah, he's absolutely useless. And that's what's going to happen to Ripian. Ripian. I don't know why I'm calling him Ripian, but look, how many undrafted free agent quarterbacks in the history of football? Tony Romo's the last one we can think of, right? Yeah. And he's and- the only one I can think of. And now he's making more money as a as a commentator. Yeah, it's he always possible that those, yeah, and those undrafted guys could always work their way up to being a backup quarterback, but still, it's unlikely they ever are a starting quarterback in fantasy football, regardless. So you, you made the right choice. I'm proud of you, Shane. You've learned a lot. <laughs> the past well, you time. know, you are really handling things well. You tell him, Jeremy. You're so good. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if that was on our trades uh, section of the show sheet, but I do remember seeing it happen like that same night. So. Oh, probably. I don't even have the show sheet up. I figured we just just we've clearly we don't give a fuck about the show sheet tonight. exactly and it's a friday so, night and we have katie here so who cares <laughs> did i even put that on there i don't know that's what i'm saying i'm not sure no nah, i didn't even put that shit on there like you know it was one of those i'll see your offers and your first offer that you receive from someone is better than anything i ever get from anyone like, i was I'm like, like I, I that's jeremy's ex- and i'm like ash except and then i get offers and i'm like what the? It seems what like I mean, that's Jeremy's excuse I'm all the time. Jeremy, he, he says that you and I always yeah. get the good trade offers, and he never gets that's, anything. That's what it is. Not that fun. not that we communicate with our league mates, and not that we have a history of trading with folks, and I that do. they kind of know. Have a great relationship. The best offer I got recently was the first, second, third, fourth of 2021 for Joe Mixon. 
And that's an acceptable offer because Joe Mixon's always been overrated. <laughs> that's the best offer I've seen in months. And did and you do it? He's still thinking about it. And he muted himself too. Yeah, so that's fine. Uh, no, I, it looks good. He's talking, talking, talking. I didn't, I didn't oh. <laughs> get it because it was a low first round pick and a low second. And I, I, the thing that I want is either a player, like a young running back, like a, a back that I actually like and a pick, or I want a high first round pick. This would be like a, a 10, 11, 12 in the first round. And I want a top of the first if I move him. So that was the only reason I didn't do it. But the four picks, the four picks would be good. But the guy I was trading with, He's kind of a he's kind of a shyster, so it looks good on paper the first, second, third, fourth. But you think it, you it could really... get a top of the first round in twenty twenty one for Mixon right now? Um, maybe not now in this particular league. I'm still fishing for that. That's what I want. I don't want all that other stuff. I want something from a winning team that would equate to something that high. Not not a low first. Not but a winning second. team won't have a, a top. Player first. Or a, I want a well, player or a top of the first, first. round pick. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think someone would. I think a winning team at some point soon, depending on what happens with Mixon, is going to give me a high first-round pick for Mixon in this league. I do. Well, that makes so sense, but I'm this talking. is only week four. I see what you're saying. You're talking what? about like in week eight, nine, or ten or something like that. So, Katie, <laughs> Joe Mixon, I, I, I just want to get your thoughts on him because, you know, I'm sure you watched him in college, had some thoughts on him. Is this just what he is? I mean, we can blame coaching and all that other stuff, but is you know, this just what he is? I think I think he's got more talent than what he's showing, and I'm not sure why he's not producing. Hmm. Uh, that being said, I'm not opposed to selling him at this point either. Um, I've had a couple of teams where I've just benched him and yeah. put somebody else in, uh, in, including James Robinson. And, you know, he's just found money and – I am holding him. Chad thinks I'm crazy, but <laughs> on teams on teams where I'm contending, I'm keeping James Robinson in my back pocket. I'd rather have him on my roster. I don't I'm not afraid of Ozigbo. I'm not afraid of Armstead. And I think he's passed the eye test. He's yeah. He's, yeah, he has. he's he's not he's only getting more carries. Right. He's the starter. He's yeah. He's not only getting the carries, but he's getting the receptions now. He's proving, and he's 5'10", 220. He's prototypical. So, yes, he's a unicorn, and yes, he's, you know, once every blue moon. I think there's a blue moon outside. <laughs> right. You're right. He was productive in college, though. He was very good. Yeah. So there are more things, which Shane and I wrote about, In he does a waiver thing every every week for the patrons. And one of the things we made sure to point out, and it was it was right after Robinson went off, but things that we talked about on the show a couple weeks before, and we still said, if he's on your waiver wire, get him. And the reason is the negatives that you could say about him and why he shouldn't be a starter, there's a huge list of positives for why. Number one, the Jags like him and they're starting him. He's good at blocking. He recognizes blitz pickup, blah, blah, blah. He's and a he hardworking guy. He yeah, I mean, positive he... yardage. He's not a liability and there's nobody else and, yep. and, 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 and so where he was drafted or not drafted or yeah, you, that point is the last point that matters because he's starting football player for the, for the Jaguars. So, you know, the metrics guys, you know, liked him, but then the, then the, the guy, the stats guys are like, well, look at this. It, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it too. He's doing well. And sometimes you just need to test your or trust your eyes, like you just said. And if you're a contender your, and you're and you're trading for a future first, 
that first isn't going to help you right now. I mean, yeah, maybe later in the season you trade it to get something else, but what are you going to get that's better yeah. than what James Robinson yeah. Our, Hey, yeah, flip him. Get something else. Are you going to get something that's going to help you win this year? No. But if you're a winning team, you don't trade him now. You trade him later, maybe. If I'm 0-3 or 0-4 and, and I've got him on my team and he's the only thing holding my team afloat, Sure, I will trade him. I will want to try to trade him and get the most that I can and, and flip a profit. Yes. But that's a different, that's a totally different uh, thing. And in this year with COVID and everything going on, even if you start 0-3 or 0-4, you can rise and other teams can fall very quickly. We've all done that. We've all started bad and went to title games after three, four, five in a row losses. It's crazy, but it happens no crazier than James Robinson getting the starting gig and being a running back one all year. It happens. You know, you pick and choose your battles. People want to be like, ah, James Robinson, whatever. Look at all the running backs in history. This isn't going to happen. Okay, well. And then they're saying, well, what about next year? It's like, I don't give a fuck about next year. It's now. Thank right you now so much. For now. I mean, like, we play a, a long-term game with patience. I understand that. But it's still a week-to-week game. And you still need somebody to get you points. Who are you going to trade him for right now that's going to get you what he's producing? And, and that's a more, quote-unquote, stable asset. That's They're, what I love all about you. They're all Debbie, unstable. They're all unstable. As somebody who loves Debbie, and we're in leagues with people who love Debbie, trade for Debbie to their own dismay, want the Debbie players, they never win, they're always looking at next year. You, who... I can't name someone who's more a fan of Debbie picks and Debbie players than you are, are telling people sometimes you just need to look at your roster and go for the fucking title and win and not well, yeah. put around it. Yeah, I mean, even in the Debbie leagues that I'm in, I have a, a specific strategy to get my team up and running very quickly. It doesn't take three to four years. I want to, you know, maybe not the first year, but by the second year I'm competing, and by the third year, not only am I competing, but then I'm ready to do it year after year after year. Uh, but build the hopper, but don't be afraid to trade. I mean, people are saying you could trade anybody anytime. True, but are you making your team better? Are you putting points uh, you know, in the bank, and are you winning? That's yeah, I think we made a trade where I gave you Brady, Julio Jones, some other stuff in one of our Debbie leagues. I had no shot. You were you were definitely in competition. I think you sent me Herbert, you know, some other pieces, and and that was one of those mutually beneficial things. I had no shot. I was it, it's a a best ball scoring. I was way down. There was no way for for me to win it anyway. I was head to head didn't matter. I was out. And so you and I made great trade partners, and I helped you, you helped me. And it's helping me. It's still helping both of us, turns out, because Brady and Herbert are both, you know, viable commodities. But, yeah, right. I mean, people need to um, think more than um, the nose on the interface. So I'm just checking the Dynasty League football trade finder. Um, I'm fucking selling Robinson. Uh, <laughs> I'm just looking at some of these trades. Someone traded him for Jerry Judy. I'll take Jerry Judy. Um, I see Saquon, James Robinson and Anthony Miller for Saquon Barkley. Here's the first. See, and every time I've tried stuff like that, it gets shot down. Here's the problem. I mean, I, every league is different. All the owners yeah. are different. But it doesn't hurt to try, right? We're not going to – and, you know, we're – I don't – I hate sounding like this. The leagues that we play in are 
against if we're not... people like ourselves a lot of okay, times. So it's, it's a lot of other writers, a lot of other yeah. podcasters. And if they're not, then they're deep, deeply into the game. And they're not going to fall for the old, well, okay, but yeah. And the pipe trick. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it breaks my heart every time I see it happen and I try it and people are just like, dude, come on. Like I try chopping. I have James Robinson in our in a, one of our patron leagues and it's a 16 team super flex and I'm trying to get a first and a second for him and everybody's just shooting it down. But I'm like, I got to try because I'm yeah. not going to take a second for the guy. Right. He can die on yeah. my roster. I'll, I'll take the loss. I'm fine with that. You know what I mean? If it, it ends up. How is it even into, a loss? No, but How if he turns into a, a pumpkin. If he turns into a pumpkin. I understand that, but you got him for. You got him well, for yeah, yeah, it, it would not be a yeah. loss for you're sure. Right, right? You're right. Right. You got him for a third or a fourth or a fifth or a waiver wire bucks. What's the freaking loss? He want, helped true. you win three or four weeks, even if he turns into a pumpkin right now. That's perfect timing for Halloween. But besides that point, I mean, I, I, I don't see his progression from week one to week three has already been just the perfect progression for any any player rookie or not you're basically telling shane probably just keep him at least a little while longer unless you're really making a profit it's cheaper to keep him it's cheaper to keep him because you're not gonna unless somebody's gonna give you a, a godfather type offer to pry him away from your cold dead hands or unless you're completely out of it in in your league and you're just wanting to profit because you know that you've got no shot this year. And again, I still don't believe that anybody doesn't have a shot this early. It's still too early. Still too early to throw in the season. Exactly. I mean, this is the season where if some ragtag five and eight team is going to win a championship, this is the year it's going to happen because it's going to be, you know, the playoffs are always a little bit different. There's guys that get hot, guys that get hurt. And then there's going to be some random like there is every year, except there might be like seven of them this year due to the injuries and and now the COVID, I guess. You know, it sucks real quick about the COVID is I had finally been like, I'm not scared of it anymore. And then uh, it, it was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, bitch. <laughs> It hit close to home with your kids, right? Yeah, you don't want to. No, no, no. It wasn't my kid. It was my friend's kid. It hit close to home when it hit real football. I'm like, son of a bitch. I stopped worrying about this. Like, I thought the NFL had figured this out. Sorry. Well, I had to put a ticker at the bottom in honor of Mike Sipes, who said this this for a long time. But we just – Katie just said exactly this. We, we, we keep saying it. Exactly. And I put that down there for Mike Sipes. We don't give a fuck about next year because – at some point, you do care about next year, but in week three, week four, we care about this year, and you're trying to win this year. Exactly, right. Katie. And, Katie said, and, "Go ahead." I was I was just going to caveat that with that doesn't mean that you sell out all of your assets. You know, trying to hold that boat afloat that is sinking, but if you've got good assets and they're helping you win, why try to trade them? Especially now, even if he's your fourth running back and you can start only three running backs and you've got Kamara and you've got, uh, you know, two others that are viable and you can't find a way to start him, he's still more valuable on your roster. One guy gets injured and he's now a starter for you. It's you will be trying to replace him later on in the season and it'll cost you more to replace them. Well, 
Katie, the part, the reason, the reason he mentioned that about me is because I've been saying that stuff for a while, and Jeremy knows. Yeah. I I would rather win now than care about next year's team, and especially like you said, it's only week three. There's so much that can still happen. But the other part, not only what you just said about whether you lose some players and you're going to have to replace them later, there's also that whole thing about having the player on your roster so that somebody else doesn't have that player. You know, yeah. I, I don't give a crap about your first round pick. And then all of a sudden you're going to get me, you're going to get 20 or 30 points every week and win some games where that guy could have been on my roster. And then you didn't get those points, you know? Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. High low, sell high. Yeah, sure. You know, incrementally. But it's everybody, you're competing against lose. everybody in right. the league. And yeah. by giving them that player, that mm-hmm. advantage, especially for something future that can't even help you right now. It just doesn't make sense to me. Right. And that's why Jeremy is because you have balls because other people are like, I don't have the balls to hold on to James Robinson. I'm scared. I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's well, going to make it for the Jags. You're right, so Jeremy. I, I don't have balls. Oh, but, oh, you said I do have balls. You do. And, and <laughs> you're playing I'm so with, you're playing I'm so with balls. You're playing like <laughs> but that's so why, me. that's why he pointed me out. Cause that's the way I usually approach all of this stuff. And like you said, especially it's only week three, you know, and Shane and I got into an argument, whether the, it's right or not on the specific player, it doesn't necessarily matter because sometimes you're right and sometimes you're wrong. We really don't know what's whether you're going to be right or wrong. But right. there are times where I don't want to just give up the player. And the other thing is, I will just say this, in, in all the years of me playing fantasy football, everybody's waving at Shane's kids. In, in all the years of playing fantasy football, I, I can honestly say that I have never punted ever. I mean, I don't care. Even all the way up till week 12, 13, I'm going to and do whatever I can, do trades, do whatever. And I'm not saying that it always works, but I just don't feel like that team that I want to just give up. And, and Right, but but that's what I'm saying. And and there's a lot of people that give up too quickly. And, you know, but that's another thing. Know those people in your leagues and take advantage of that to help your league when you know that those people are getting ready to give up. Um, yep. We have a lot of trades here to talk about too. Do you guys well, want to talk about some of these trades? Well, yeah, I just like I'm just having fun bullshitting with Katie here, to be honest. So you're not bullshitting. We're talking philosophy and stuff. This is fun stuff. So good. But so I, why don't we I just do... need it known though? I'll always sell James Robinson. Um, you of come course at you me will. With it first, he's gone. But that, but that also means well, you're no, not. But, I, but, 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 but then how many titles like do you end it. up getting? How many titles yeah, do you end up getting? How many titles do you win? Yeah, how many? Because you, you're always churning that roster. You're always tr- getting those picks yeah, for next year. Turning, you gotta not, take a you're chance. not turning so everyone. You're churning. No, I'm talking about you, Shane Manila. The players. I'm talking about Shane Manila. I'm not talking about the average person out it. there. The teams where you move Robinson, where you're in contention for a title, like for the playoffs, you have a really good team and you trade him away, keep track of that because that might Look, be the team where, like Katie was what? pointing out, I want to keep him as insurance. Let, as yeah. Just and let me be let me be honest. I'm going to be right. less aggressive with trying to move him in those leagues where I'm not proactive, probably. You know what I mean? Where I'm not like seeking out trade offers for him. But if someone comes to me, yeah, I'm going to weigh it pretty, you know, heavily. Now, luckily. So you're just going to lay on the bed and let somebody get on top. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to let them do all the work. <laughs> Right. And Katie, that's why we love you. Let well, me ask. I was married let, long enough that well, I had to do a lot of the work. Uh, now I just want to let someone else do the work. And now Is that you're a Lego not, shirt that you have on, by the way. It's the Scott yeah. Fishbowl Lego okay. shirt. It was actually okay. the best Scott Fishbowl shirt. You're you're yeah, creating a team. 
You're, I, you're, I actually like the one that said, you know, said SFBX. It looked like Lego with that was red with this, the logos. Those two but, are the best. I, but I that one was cool. I got the one with the logo across the front. That one's cool though because it says like one quarterback or two quarterbacks, two. It's like you're building a team to win that tro- tro- trophy. But so let and me ask cool. you this. So Shane, you said you know you're having fun talking um, theory and all that kind of stuff. So. Katie, we've mentioned on the show a couple times. I know for me personally, I have 19 leagues and I hate it. So I'm going to get rid of a lot next year. Shane has over 50. Jeremy has like around 40. And they're talking about getting rid of stuff next year too. I'm not sure how many leagues you have. I have as many as Shane, but anyway, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm so, excuse me. I'm sorry. I thought you said that you had 40. But, it's but, just as big. It's just I, as big. Exactly. He had to, my, he had to throw that out there. But, but my... But my my point is my point is is Katie. I'm not sure how many leagues you have, but but thirty three. How many? Thirty three. Okay, so when and that's down from fifty ish a couple years ago. See, so when Shane says, no matter what, I'm gonna trade James Robinson. Okay, whatever. There there's people that are listening that maybe only have two or three leagues. When you only have two or three leagues, it's way more important to have those players and win those those leagues. When you have 55, then I could see why maybe you're willing to do all that kind of stuff. Do you think that the amount of leagues may have any kind of difference in what he's thinking about doing? And are you comfortable with all these 30 plus leagues that you have or are you going to cut back cuz I know there's a lot of people on Twitter that are all saying they're going to cut back next year no i'm i'm really happy and comfortable with the 33 i was at around 50 something and that was too many the 33 that i have i think about half dozen are best ball i only have to set lineups for somewhere around 25 26 so that's um, different and two, and two 49, leagues, 49 leagues i set lineups it's insane. It's Sunday, 49 leagues. I have 19, but I only have to set lineups for 16. So to me, I'm fine with that. But okay. Yeah. So, and Shane, we have no idea. <laughs> Shane it's, doesn't even it's, know. It's, I, I mean, it's a dynasty. I'm just going to, I'll say 50 between Sleeper and um, MFL and FFPC. Yeah. It's just, it's too many. It's, I mean, it with, and they're all, because they're obviously all lineup setting ones. I think I'm in like right. two... And the thing is, I'm in, in the best ball ones that I'm in. I don't enjoy it. I don't well, enjoy best draft. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's not fun to me. Like I love drafting. We know that, which is part of the problem why I'm in so many leagues. That's a part of a drafting. lot of people's problems. But I also love everything else that goes into it. But yeah, 55. it's kind of like you like sex, but you don't want to have ninety children. I exactly. I understand. Yeah, exactly. It's so funny that you said that. I thought you were going to go somewhere else where that he likes <laughs> the sex, but he doesn't want to have to do anything. Is what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> We, we already established recently. that. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I mean, we did an accounting recently, and I told these guys like last week or the week before, <laughs> I added up all my leagues because I wanted to know how many I had. Uh, the, you know, Shane was like, and I think Shane probably has more dynasty leagues, but I added them all up and I put them in a, in a, in a spreadsheet to see what I had and how much. So I have 66 total leagues. This isn't counting like the, oh the best God, ball draft network or whatever. Right. 55 yeah. of those are dynasty leagues. And 49 of those 55, I have to set my lineups every week. The only point is that when Mike and I were talking about how we have too many leagues and need to scale back, yes, I can't set 49 lineups on Thursday night because I always come up short by the time kickoff is uh, takes place. The leagues I care the least about, I go in order. Sometimes the last three or four, 
I don't set the lineups and it doesn't screw me, but I don't do it. And and one of them, the last one is a free league that I've had for like seven um, years. That shit would get me money, absolutely. So it's yeah. the last one. No but, free um, leagues. Anyway, but that that's way too many leagues for anyone to be in, I can tell you, to to take it seriously and compete in all of them. It's too much. So let me ask you this. All three of you guys, Shane, Jeremy, Katie, do you honestly looking at yourself, do you honestly enjoy having all those leagues is there any no. real enjoyment in having those many leagues? there is but i'm a slave to setting the lineups i like managing those teams and doing the different things that it takes i truly don't have enough time and i'm a slave to lineup setting on thursday and sunday and it affects my well-being because i don't have two hours to spare to do that shit. so i have too many leagues for sure katie I do find that 33 is manageable, especially since I only have to start about 25 lineups. I'm in one or two, sorry, two redraft leagues on top of it. But all my leagues are in MFL, and I got to sit here and wait for the Thursday night game anyway. So while I'm waiting, I'm setting lineups. And then on Sunday, as I'm waiting and, uh, you know, watching NFL Network and waiting for the game to start, I'm tweaking the lineups to see if there's anybody that's out and to see if there's anybody I need to pick up off the waiver wire and, and things like that. So when it comes to things like um, trading and waiver wire and thing, I think that the waiver wire, if anything, is the one thing that I'm most lax about, but it also goes from week to week. And for the most part, I know which leagues I'm weaker in and which ones I need to focus on the waiver wire, whereas others especially if I know that it's a week, a week, week, then I won't even bother to go in and I'll see what is just left over afterwards and see if I can pick up, you know, a streamer here and there uh, for the back part of my roster, uh, depending on who I've got that's questionable and things like that. So the one thing of all the leagues that I will let slip or slide a little bit is waiver wires, but that's more as the season progresses and, it's been pretty pick clean anyway. But let me ask you this then. You said manageable. You did not say enjoyable. Does manageable, no, enjoyable. is it enjoyable to you? It yes. is. Okay. Yes. So Shane, how about you? 55 or whatever no, you have. No, no, it's, it's fucking torture. Yeah. Um, it's the lineup setting. It's the lineup setting is not even the hardest, but it, lineup setting does become a full-time thing where kind of like Katie said, it's not like you're, not even so much that I'm tweaking it. It literally is like, oh, I just read on Roto World, this guy's tore his knee. So let me go take him out of the 13 leagues that I got him starting. Exactly. Or, you know what I mean? Like last night, and you know, you guys know, I, I, I luckily, I go for, I go for a walk two hours every night. You know what I mean? Um, and you sometimes get lost, but it's worth it. Well, so while I'm doing that, while I'm doing that, you know what I mean? Katie, I he actually had to date an Uber back home one time. So, oh my God, <laughs> he his phone, so it's not a real, he's not really lost. <laughs> Sorry, go um, ahead, Shane. <laughs> so anyway, I get to, you know what I mean? Like I can, I can mess with my lineups a lot right there, yeah. but then I'm not going to lie to you. Like, so was it last night, the night before, whenever we're waivers are running and I'm like, all right, Mark Rippon's getting the start. And uh -huh. I get through like 20 leagues where I'm going to add them. And I'm just like, I don't give a fuck anymore. Like, no. <laughs> and I'm that's my point. Any, I'm not putting in bids in another 30 leagues for this son of a bitch because so that's that, that ends up happening a lot. And you looked at the leagues we're in together and you're like that 
fucking madman already owns Mark Rippin. But what's His so funny is Brett. Mark was the Washington Redskins. Oh, right, right, exactly. Oh, I meant Brett Rippin. <laughs> but ultimately, that ends up going back to what we talked about a couple couple weeks ago. We don't realize that when Jeremy, when you just said, "Oh shit, I'm in that league with Matt," we don't realize that because we don't have the time to take. I have a lot of leagues I'm in with you, other than the H. Other than yeah, I, don't ha- I, don't, I don't have them in startups. I have them in leagues where I, no. you know, where, Here's where a we... suggestion. No, no, wait, 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 wait. Shane's trying to change. Go ahead, Shane. No, my, my only point was like, I don't even know who I'm in leagues with. Like, I know I'm in, like, so I can tell you, Katie, I can tell you that I'm in three leagues with her, I think. Right. I'm in the Manziel meth heads, because how the fuck could I forget that? Back in the <laughs> USSR, and that's one of actually my longer, no, not one of my longer dynasties, but it's been a few years. And then there's some other one I forget right now. It's funny. Back in the USSR is linked to my account only because Shane needed me to do a, a commissioner thing with him once. And for some reason, it's yeah. still linked to me. Who so I see it. But but my point, my point is, especially we have a lot of people that listen. And, you know, we had a couple people that actually have been a guest who were starting up into Dynasty. And one thing that gets addictive with people that do Dynasty is they start doing more and more and more and more and more. And, and you get to a certain point where it's not fun anymore and i just wanted the people that are listening to hear especially katie especially shane jeremy to hear that that it is not really that enjoyable to have 50 leagues you can have 10 or something but it's it's not 50 is ridiculous okay so let me let me put it it's not well plus you have to spend so much money no you're you're explaining it incorrectly no so doing cocaine is fun oh my god doing cocaine is an awesome time but if do you not do disclaimer do rails, not listen to him okay, it is then, not fun to do cocaine it's beyond like no. oh this is this is enjoyable no. like this is now this could be bad for me like my heart might explode no do not so listen there's, to there's him cocaine is not medium. fun no yeah, there's no, exactly. there is no the medium at all that, that you there, should listen to is there i have too many leagues i have 49 lineups that i have to set that's too many i have 55 dynasty leagues that's too many there is a balance. I think maybe maybe you, Mike, have discovered it, or Katie. There's a point at which the more leagues you're in, the better you're going to do because you're staying on top of all this, and so you can you're you're doing the same research for League A as you're doing for League, you know, C, D, E, F, and G. But there's a point where you just don't have enough time right. in your life to manage the other ones. So you got to figure out what that is. Maybe it's a dozen. Maybe it's two dozen. It's certainly not forty. <laughs> but there's also not going to work for anyone. It doesn't work for me. Well, it's everybody for... has the tolerance. Right? Well, that's, exactly. That's what I was say, Katie, there are certain people. Look, certain people could probably do a hundred dynasty leagues, and they'd be like, "This is fucking great. I love this. I I'm a, like a pig in shit. I just <laughs> I think my my limit is I think the most enjoyable when it was most enjoyable to me was when I was at like that twenty five to thirty range because it was a lot. But I could still, off the top of my head, go, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm in this league with such and such, and I know this roster without looking at it. I'm at the point now where I'm surprised sometimes when I go to set lineups and I'm like, oh, I didn't even know he was on my roster and it's week seven. Well, and that, and and the only, again, I go back to the reason I say this, Shane, you and I are in a group chat with a bunch of people there. There's one person that she just started doing all these things and she's like, I'm addicted. I need to to do more. I need to do more. I need to do more startup. And it's like, my, my point is, Yes, everybody has that limit or knows where it's comfortable or not, but there's some people that are just jumping into it now, and I was just trying to say that. There's one other 
thing that we don't really ever talk about. And at the, and that's the money. You know, you can be in all these leagues, but but there's an initial layout of money that you have to yeah, do with that many an leagues. An average of $50 or more. For exactly. Exactly. So I, I just wanted it out there for the people that see that, yes, in, Ju- in June and July, it's so much fun. Hey, I'm going to jump into startup. I'm going to draft a team. Yeah, it's awesome. But by yeah, week- you know it's a problem when Scott Fish... DMs you and says, did you mean to cut Mike Isaki? Well, but that's the thing. So in <laughs> in, in June and July, you're excited. You're, ex- oh my God, this is awesome. But by week five, six, you're like, Fuck, I have too many leagues, you know? And and I just wanted that out there for some people that may not realize that. That's all. So one thing for the money, I would, I would and I know Katie does this too, because I've heard her say it, but um, you've got to have a separate account that's just, this is yeah, the, that's the league winnings and this is going towards like i need to make back this is what's this if i any league winnings i get have to go back into the buy-ins um like and and if it exceeds if you start dipping into your own real world money you might not be very good at this game and that's not a not to be mean um but like you should be able to use you should be able to use the league winnings that you you've you know if you're in this many leagues you should be you should be making at least your buy-in back. And and Jeremy, Jeremy and I have had this discussion and he said some things sometimes about when I say that I've won, but yes, I I've have I have a manageable amount of of leagues and I have won enough money that it's made it so I haven't had to pay for the leagues that I've had. You know, keep a separate but, account. But, don't, but, don't just be like, oh, this 50's going in. I won 300. I'm throwing that right into my bank account. Keep that separate yeah, your mad money or whatever but like that's the, the thing it's like your sort of play money or ma- you don't lo- use your paycheck to pay for these leagues or your credit cards like you need to use like a, a chunk of money that you set aside agreed and that's why in my belief the less teams it's easier to manage that and to be able to concentrate on those teams and win enough money to pay for things but but everybody's right but everybody's different and it's just i just wanted people that maybe didn't realize it because because there's a lot of things that we talk about on this show that somebody goes oh I didn't really think about it I do that but I didn't really think about it till I heard you guys talk about it and I just like wanted to hear what nice like no we're not talking about that I, I I still didn't hear what he said what'd you say drug Shane? Use. Are you oh drug, drug use, use yeah no listen listen don't listen to Shane when he starts talking Kids about drug drugs use. it's Adults. it's ridiculous I mean, it, it, you know we could honestly, we could I talk to do... Katie all night about drinking that's fine but the drug use no us <laughs> that have all these leagues that are that are used to doing this honestly we should probably have half as many leagues yes. and double the buy-ins because you focus you're still focused on the same thing the stakes are greater, but you're not spread so thin, and that's what I've but done. But then there's myself. less drafting. But see, that's the thing. It's the the addiction. Yeah, Shane, it's the addiction of drafting. That's what it is. And and this year, more than any other year, we had this entire up off season that we had no idea what was going to happen so people were drafting all the time because they're trapped in their house like how, how, long, how long can you talk to your significant other you know what i mean so part of what i find enjoyable i keep all of my leagues on my fantasy league and i do that for a purpose and i let technology do the work so for example if i know there's a hot waiver wire player i can use the select a player and 
find them across all my leagues. And then I right click if it's an ad, if it says ad next to it that nobody owns them, I right click on the league name, I open it up in a different tab, and then I'm immediately at the ad drop page. I can put in my bid. I can run through waivers on, you know, multiple players in literally 15 minutes. Then the same thing on, on, uh, Thursday night, I set my lineups while I'm sitting there waiting for the game to happen. And if there's somebody that's questionable, I keep them out of my lineup, but put somebody else in that's viable. But I make a note to myself. And then it's very easy on Sunday for the same reason. If I know that Devontae Adams is out, I can go in and just double check, select the player. Player is Devontae Adams. And I can see every single league that I own him in, right click, open it up, just make sure that he's not in my lineup, move on to the next one, move on to the next one, and it literally doesn't take that long. So if you use technology to your advantage, for somebody like me, I really, I found the sweet spot for me. I enjoy it. I love it. I've got a good share of Debbie leagues, a good share of Superflex leagues, different formats. I'm completely out of IDP leagues. I found that that was a format I just didn't enjoy. (laughs) And I mean, I gave it four years, five years. Anyway, uh, I really, really like the leagues that I'm in. I enjoy them. 33 is just right, especially with five or six of them that are best ball, that are dynasty best ball. And uh, so anyway, it everybody's going to find maybe they get in a little bit too deep you can always back off if you need to um but it is a thrill to draft it is fun to look forward to the rookie draft and you are putting in all that research why not make it pay off i love money i've made money every (laughs) single year that i've played dynasty and part of that is because i do have a, a portfolio of a variety of different i can have some teams seeping on the building side while i've got dominant dynasties that win in one of my leagues it's a hundred dollar buy-in and i in five years i've either won the eight hundred dollar top prize or the four hundred dollar second prize every single year that helps with the other teams where i'm playing debbie and i can wait a couple years or a year and and a little bit over to start competing so for me I, i love it And see, Katie, I wasn't saying anybody's wrong or right. I just wanted you guys to say the answer. And and what what you just said is correct with me. I'm in one that's a $100 buy-in, and I've actually gone to the Fantasy Bowl five of the seven years. And that money that I've won in that has helped me pay for some of the other stuff. But I just wanted people to be aware because there's a lot of people out there that are you 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 do all this stuff in the off season and all of a sudden week one comes and you're like holy shit how did I get all yeah. these leagues you know yeah <laughs> that's it um, like I said man I got I'm I'm gonna cut at least twenty leagues that's what I'm looking at I'm going with bigger buy-ins and the thing is like we're me and Shane um, are in a high stakes contracts league which is way too much money. And we're in it with uh, MLB players who made, like, millions of dollars a year. I went to the title game against one of these MLB players, and I was pissed when I lost. It was a close lose, too. Like, I could have won. I lost to him, and the differential in money was huge. Like, I mean, I still won, like, seven, eight dollars $800, but he won well more than that, you know, like, <laughs> three, times, three times that, let's say. And uh, I was really pissed and bitter for a long time because I definitely had the best team in the league. It just didn't shake out the last couple of weeks. And um, I'm thinking to myself, man, that dude, 
seven million dollars his last contract that he worked and i'll never i'll never total that much money over all my years of working so i was you know him taking my money just really extra salty but um you know it shit happens you know and you you just have to play to win i'm so glad that i didn't end up being in that league yes <laughs> my, my too, yes, exactly. Exactly. Yes, Shane. I was just going to say my final thought on, you know, how many leagues you should be in and all that stuff. Like, yes, it should feel like a little bit of work involved, obviously, because, you you know, you should be doing research. You should be Stop putting it. some effort into it. Sure. But when it just feels like work. Yes. When it's not enjoyable to you, then, you know, OK, I've definitely gone too far. Um, so don't don't there's hit a, that. There's point, a great Katie. analogy for that, but I'll let I'll let it slide. <laughs> and again, Katie, that's why we love you so much. So uh, why don't we wrap this up and then we'll go into our Patreon show. So before we go, Katie, we we kind of rushed everything when you came in, but why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and where they can find you, please? Yeah, sure. So uh, you can find me on Twitter at ff underscore skyler three ninety nine. I'm on the weekly Under the Helmet podcast. It comes out every Wednesday. It's on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And I also contribute to the site from time to time. But additionally, if you ever wanted to, it's a great website to become a uh, customer of because we have a lot of premium podcasts. And that's where I really get into the Devi side of things, the strategies involved. I am not a kind of person that does rankings or things like that but I talk strategy. If there's a format, I look into the scoring. I can tell you, you know, this is how you can uh, really utilize that scoring system to your benefit by drafting this way and, and things like that. So my biggest asset has always been the strategy talk. And that's who I am. Uh, you know, if you've got any questions for me, just hit me up on Twitter. The diva of Debbie. And she, and she is so right. awesome. And we do have a side little thing that you and Jeremy and I do that we're going to be picking that up again. So that'll be a lot of fun. Yes. So, Finally. Finally. <laughs> yeah, and and we'll 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 drag Shane in there a couple times to to check it out. So hey, listen. Speaking of Shane, hey Shane, tell everybody about our Patreon account. Uh, we have a Patreon account. You give us money. You get additional podcasts. You get the Uncensored podcast. You get written content like the Waiver Wire article that Jeremy was referencing earlier. You get to be part of the big community of people talking about oh well, my God. fantasy football. All yeah, day. All day. Never stops. Never stops. There's just trade talk, <laughs> lineup talk. Um, sometimes it might veer off into other football-related talk, um, but it's... Uh, it's good 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 group of people and um they keep us on our toes yes we love love them them. so much and we have some really cool patreon exclusive things coming out really soon so jeremy tell everybody about our store well you should know by now we do have a store our new logo is available on all the products there shirts hats stickers mugs all the cool stuff um (laughs) <laughs> no condoms yet. Um, and stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned because maybe, maybe, just maybe, when we make available soon to just the patrons the special items like koozies, maybe oh, condoms sh- will also be available. But you can find the items that are available now to everyone at dthq.storenv.com. dthq.storenv.com. Like I said, stickers, mugs, t-shirts, hats, all kinds of cool stuff, special t-shirts, things with our um, 
favorite sayings from Shane, the crazy guy. Um, just check it out. He's in, uh, you know, if you buy something, um, wanted to also tell people that uh, 10% of it goes to charity. We, we've never really said that before, but 10% of it goes to uh, Scott Fish. Um, so not you know, to look, Scott look Fish, that. but I bought condoms. I just broke out a marker, <laughs> opened it up, and I wrote DTHQ on them. Uh, well, that's cool. So for yours, you wrote DTHQ. There's so, for... many, there's so many things running <laughs> but, but, right now, Shane. For Shane's, he wrote DTHQ. For mine, I wrote Dynasty Trades HQ. But listen, so... Dynasty Trades HQ is the best podcast in the world. Thank you. So thank you for listening. We love you guys. Check us out at, on, on iTunes at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check us out on Twitter at Dynasty Trades HQ. And we're going to go do our Patreon show right now. And Katie, we love you and stick with us. So we'll talk to you guys next week. And hey, everybody, please wear a mask, okay? We sound. Say goodbye, Shane. Yeah.